This is All Things Considered on WMYC. I'm Jamie Floyd. When is it okay to embrace aspects of another culture, and when is it just offensive? That question has come up again in connection with a music video by Coldplay, the band that's playing the halftime show at the Super Bowl this weekend. As part of his Micropolis series, WMYC's Arun Venegapal tackles the latest charge of cultural appropriation. Last year, at the urging of his roommate, Vaughn Watson went to the Brooklyn Botanic Garden for its annual Cherry Blossom Festival, which is one big celebration of Japanese culture. Everyone was in costume. People were cosplaying, um, wearing like anime costumes, things like that. But nobody was really wearing a kimono. No one except for Vaughn and his roommate Nobu, who works for a kimono company. So this is like a real, authentic, very well-done kimono. It wasn't a costume, like from Party City. But then he noticed that people were staring at him, and a couple people in the crowd actually approached him, clearly offended, saying angry things. You can't do that. You know, it's wrong. His roommate Nobu is from Tokyo and doesn't speak much English. So Vaughn, who had lived in China and traveled through Japan, found himself playing interpreter between a couple Asian Americans who were angry at him and his Japanese friend, who couldn't understand why they were so angry. <laughs> It's a weird position for a black person to be in. I probably wouldn't do it again. I still don't think it was disrespectful. This is the cultural appropriation debate, sometimes strange and comic, sometimes exasperating, almost always highly subjective. And it's increasingly playing out in public, at Halloween parties and in pop culture. When does cultural appreciation cross over into something inappropriate? Just this week, Beyonce prompted a social media backlash with her appearance in a video for Coldplay's Hymn for the Weekend. The video was set in India and had all the usual tired Hindu tropes. Levitating swamis, beautiful street kids throwing colored powder on each other. But it was the normally irreproachable Beyonce who drew the most fire, because she herself went ethnic, dressing up in an outfit that seemed vaguely Indian folk or tribal. Susan Scafidi is an expert on cultural appropriation. Our clothes are our external representation to the world. So when you wear the clothes of another culture, you are representing yourself as part of that culture. Much more than eating chicken biryani or listening to Ravi Shankar. Perhaps Coldplay and Beyonce intended this to be interpreted as an homage, but someone who is Indian or a descendant of Indian culture might very well look at that and say, why are you stealing our particular cultural expression developed over millennia? Not just stealing, but perhaps inadvertently freezing in time. For centuries, says the writer and artist Swati Kurana, Westerners have fixated on the timeless, unchanging nature of Eastern societies, as if these were people stuck in some mythic past. All of these markers, all these decorative elements have, you know, a history and a context, and that you recognize that you're borrowing from a living, existing culture that's also evolving. When watching the video, Kurana was also struck by its use of Hindu religious men wearing saffron robes in the opening shots. Now, to the outsider, these might be innocuous. But the saffronization of India, as it were, refers to the ascent of Hindu fundamentalist forces there. These symbols and colors aren't as innocent or as politically neutral as a British pop band might imagine. When I saw these saffron robes, I was thinking, wow, I doubt that, you know, Chris Martin and Coldplay is really aware of what they're creating in 2016. In part, this problem is driven by trade and communications. The endless hunger for new images, new styles, new attitudes, not just in the West, but everywhere. 
As the journalist and writer Ferrari Shepard said on Twitter, if Beyonce can't dress like this, then he doesn't want to see people wearing hip-hop fashions in Mumbai. But Susan Scafidi thinks that if the internet partly caused the problem, it's also helping address it. You would think there would be outrage fatigue. But in fact, I think what we're seeing is more thoughtful discussion of cultural appropriation than we've ever been able to have before. The Internet allows minority cultures who feel that their cultural products have been misappropriated to have a voice and to have a voice that can be heard by the broader community. She'll be watching the Super Bowl closely this weekend to see whether Coldplay and Beyonce go Indian during the halftime show. If they don't, for whatever reason, expect plenty of people to argue that they learned their lesson. This is Micropolis. I'm Arun Venigopal at WNYC.